Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this drone out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. Stop, so hold on. Let me say it again. iHeartRadio. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Yes, the show has been picked up by iHeartRadio. You can listen on iHeartRadio. You can also go to SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or Launchpad DM, which is another welcomed platform to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Go to the keyword search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. iHeartRadio. Yes, that is the big announcement. That is the big thing that has happened to the Big Brother Jake podcast. And, you know, if you go on a search on iHeartRadio, it's a little hard right now. They're still working on some things. However, if you go to Google and type in the Big Brother Jake podcast, you can find um, you can find the show through iHeartRadio that way. Or click in the link of my Instagram account or if you follow me on Facebook or even Twitter. You can go to the link and it will take you to iHeartRadio. Yeah, so that's the big thing that happened. Um, got word last Friday that iHeartRadio is now distributing the Big Brother Jake podcast. And I will admit, I will admit, when I found out, I was very emotional about it. Because I tried very, very hard and many, 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 many times to try and get this podcast onto iHeartRadio's podcast platform. And we did it. And these next few shows or episodes are dedicated to you guys. Um, wow, this little podcast has come a long way. And I am stunned. I'm humbled. I'm happy. Like, y'all don't understand how big this is for this podcast. It It, it moved me to tears. All the late nights in the cold, dingy garage when I... On the home, now to the very um, nice and warm uh, studios that I have now. We cranked out lots of episodes. We cranked out lots of serious content, lots of you know down to earth content. You know, where things were relatable things. We laughed. I cried a few times. You know, telling them my story about my divorce um, that's pending and whatnot. I've always kept it honest with you guys, no matter what. I've always kept it real with my listening audience. And I'm so humbled and so happy. And I wanted to celebrate with three people that really made things happen for me and taught me a lot in radio, podcasting, and life. So I'm going to do a three-episode series, a three-part series, um, talking with people that have made a difference in my life talking to them, and interviewing them. And you'll be surprised at uh, uh, some of the stories you'll hear on these next three episodes. 
Um, I got the great L.A. radio legend Jim Daniels, which you'll hear next segment here. And then tomorrow I will release an episode with my great radio mentor and big brother. He's a big brother to me. Give me all the advice I've needed in life to survive professionally and just in regular life. My man, Tom Bowman. Um, a lot of radio people know who that is. And for those that don't, you will get to know him on the next episode after this one. And of course, one of the people that has uh, helped enhance my podcast and has been there for me from day one, 35 years of friendship. My man, P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, will be on the installment hopefully Thursday. We should have that ready to go on Thursday. So, yes, you will hear a three-part podcast. Today, you will hear the great Jim Daniels. Tomorrow, my man Tom Bowman. And then the next day, the great P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson. So, without further ado, I went along with uh, my man Jim Daniels. Um... There's a lot of me laughing and a lot of him making fun of me. And I don't have a problem with people making fun of me as long as it's entertaining and you're listening. So I will not hold that up. I just The reason why I'm doing this three-part podcast, if I try to put this all in one episode, y'all will tune out. And each interview that I did is important to me and very entertaining, very engaging. And I wanted to celebrate the fact that iHeartRadio, along with Launchpad DM, have picked up the Big Brother Jake podcast, along with you know SoundCloud.com, um, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play. We're, we're on almost every large platform now. 50 countries and thousands of listeners, and it's all y'all that have made this happen. I am extremely humbled and happy and thankful, grateful for all of my peoples that have listened. To my best friends that have listened and they critique me weekly. To the person that's out in Mexico that's tuning in and, you know, just chilling. To the peoples in Canada, you know, that listen on a constant basis. You know, we're worldwide. 50 countries now with iHeartRadio. I, I am pleased and, and, and ecstatic at that point. So I'm celebrating that by talking to three people that have made this happen for me. So again, without further ado... I'm going to go on and interview my man, the man that let me be on the microphone before anybody else in, world, in the world, the great Jim Daniels, right now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All right, back here on the Big Brother Jake Podcast. The next guest I have here, man, let me tell you, he's partied with the best of them, Slash. Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne, and if we didn't have pictures, he probably wouldn't remember it, but <laughs> this is my man, 50 grand and all, LA radio legend and one hell of a good friend of me, my man, Jim Daniels is in the building, what's good with it, my man? Big brother Jake, man, what's happening? <laughs> Not too much, brother, um, I wanted to have you on my podcast today, um, I kind of blindsided you with it, but I wanted to thank you, man. 
Um, you did, but you like to do that, man. You like to attack me. Any chance to go after the white man and look, make him look bad, that's what you do, man. That's how you are, man. You did that on my show. I'm going to air it out, man. This is how it is, man. We had a national show about 15 years ago, thousands of people all around the world. Listen, and Jake, at least twice a week, man, you're racist on my own show. My chance to get back at you, man. This is your show, man. You're racist. You're racist. <laughs> Oh, you, I wasn't expecting that. People let us do that shit on the radio. Right. Man. I Tom fucking Lee loved and, it. They let us do that shit on the radio, man. We did game shows and stuff. And, you know, they, it would uh, only happen in the middle of the night. We were on in the middle of right, the night, honestly. Right. And uh, that's the only time, really, that stuff gets to happen. But on a network at Fox, you know, for, I don't know, 200, a couple hundred affiliates, because yeah. nobody wants to pay an overnight show, so they take the network shows we were on a million stations hell yeah um and, and you know it was it was just a rare opportunity you know every time i think of this you know one of the funniest things i think about is uh, uh of the fox days with tommy bowman and yes. uh, and jason uh is um how people you know how people find you yeah and this one guy used to call and you know because you're on the side of the glass uh -huh. this guy used to listen to us in dc he was a security guard yes, but he yes. was in a building that couldn't get radio. So he would call the 800 number yeah. <laughs> and ask Tommy to just put him on hold so he could listen to the show yes, I remember through that. the speakerphone. And we get to the end of the show and I look up at the screen and I go, all right, let's talk to William and DC. Yes. William's been on hold for 246 minutes. Will, how was the show, man? He goes, terrific, baby. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> We'd log out. That was <laughs> You know, and that's the thing that's missing in radio nowadays is we had creative freedom to do what the hell we wanted. I yeah. mean, we would steal ashtrays while we were on vacation <laughs> and give them away as gifts and then print up some. Tommy Bowman was the greatest at this. He would print up, you know, pictures of like the Rat Pack. And of course, I was Sammy Davis Jr., regardless of what happened, because, you know. Y'all racist. Yeah, you know, Jock, <laughs> DJs always had pictures. Yes. And you go out for people not familiar with radio. You go out to personal appearances. The radio station had a, a, a picture of you and the logo, and you yeah. put your autograph on and go, hey, here's my autograph. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, Tommy took that idea to the to the sports talk radio level of ours, but it was never us in the picture. <laughs> it was always, here's, here's the Jim Daniels show, and it's the Rat Pack playing pool complete with sammy davis jr you <laughs> in the shot of the four of us or you know well, it, tommy and i would send pictures out he would we found a picture of david hasselhoff and gary coleman and they'd be like that's tommy and jake we'd send yep, out yep. you know we played games like the 25 cent pyramid and literally yep. mail a quarter yep. to the winner like <laughs> seriously and no you mentioned ashtrays a minute ago we covered a vargas fight yes uh and and went up there and like one of our things make sure we steal a couple of ashtrays <laughs> that we gave away last week we've already given them away let's go steal them now <laughs> from a hotel which will remain unnamed absolutely <laughs> just know we had a lot of fun at that hotel like there's a lot of things i I experienced that night I never experienced before. Dude, are, are we going there? Are we talking about that? You know, are, let's are talk about it. Why not? Why not, man? Why not? The people want to hear this, man. Dude, <laughs> we had, and, and again, this is this is my a, a chapter out of our fortunate life or whatever. Absolutely. We, we had a moment straight out of Goodfellas. This is no exaggeration. There was not at four all. of yep. us all in on this that are all still alive and breathing <laughs> and can confirm that this happened. But yes. Joe Maloof, 
owner of the Palms, the Maloof Brothers, everybody knows who that is. Yeah, of course. Joe came and got us from the media center to take us to, what was it, Mike Bibby's birthday party, Yes, right? it was Mike Bibby's birthday party, yes. And didn't they also own the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So Bibby's having his birthday party at Rain, one of the nightclubs at the Palms, and Joe comes to get us from the media center, oh, and beautiful. straight up, Goodfellas walks us <laughs> through the back door, through the secret door, through the kitchen, yep. past people waiting in line, going, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, to get in and then through another side door to get into Mike Bibby's private little box where there gets bottle service on, on every fucking table. I don't think any of the four of us could speak the whole time no. what was going on. Joe kept turning around looking at his grin. This fun, huh? Yeah. Like a, uh, uh, One of the funniest parts, and I think you'll remember this, Jim, was when, uh, right when we got in, of course, you know, I was always diehard Laker fan, still am, even though I work for the Clippers, whatever. I'm still Lakers till I die. He pulls me aside, and you were right behind him. And you were laughing your ass off at this. He pulls Mike Bibby and Chris Webber, pulls him over and says, hey, uh, this guy is a, a Laker fan. Uh, you want him at your party, Mike? Mike Bibby <laughs> looks at me and says, man, get him the fuck out of here. And I just stood there. You know, usually I have some shit to say. I'll talk some shit. And I was stunned. And I was like, oh, man. And they're like, ah, we got you. Bring your ass in here. <laughs> Gave us all a bottle of crystal. We were partying all damn night, boy. That was yeah, some fun sure. shit. That was one that of the funnest sure. times ever. Yeah, man. And I don't I don't remember ever being that drunk and not hung over. <laughs> um, you know, I here's here's the thing is because it was a combination of, of things. Yeah. Uh, of, of of beverages. You know, we were drinking all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And I thought, you know, I may as well I'm i I'm doomed now at this point. At some point I thought at like four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, you know, at this point I'm doomed anyway, so I may as well. Somebody's offering me a shot of something else. You know, what the fuck? Okay. It, it, it could, couldn't possibly make it any worse with there's roofies in it. <laughs> Well, I wake we, up on the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that night I remember. Seriously, they did. They clowned you big time. They man. did, man. So, uh, but that's the, that's the character that Joe Maloof was, and we knew that. Yeah, you know, back to being serious for half a second, we knew that about who you could, what buttons you could push, who you could play with, right. who wanted to play. Like Joe Maloof, he did that because we'd had an epic interview with him yes. previous that had him on, and, and and we were like out of breath laughing <laughs> when we had him on. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is uh, weeks or months or whatever before, <laughs> and he remembered who we are. and said, oh, you're coming to this party. Here yes, yes. Oh, we... that's, a, that's a testament to who that guy was. That Absolutely. was an NBA franchise owner, and he was the best. He was, and, and, and by far, he, he even told me after he played you know messed around and told the joke and i was you know finished my whole bottle of crystal and i was coca hennessy all night because that's you know i'm from the hood and so he's like hey uh you could tell dr bus that he can't throw a fucking party like this one <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you're probably right <laughs> he would he would say that too man he's yes. all about dick measuring uh, yeah. but, uh, and, and <laughs> no he knew he was i mean he knew he was being watched and and being judged and all this kind of, of stuff and he's in the same fucking division <laughs> as fucking you know as the gold standard of how you own and what you do with the franchise in, in dr bus recipe yes um but uh, but you know joe is he's the next era that's that's like dr bus's kids that's like genie's era you know people younger people uh, running stuff and, and they were having a good time with it and you know to, to this day 
Um, that's one of the most gangster things oh. to certainly, certainly one of the most gangster things to ever happen at a sporting event. I mean, not yes. some sideways shit in the rock and roll world, but you kind of get used to that. You kind of even like right. expect that yeah. a, a little bit here. You don't expect that here. We're sitting in a media center and, Oh, we're talking about this and blah, blah, blah. And the next <laughs> thing we're about a fight, you know, a, yeah. a boxing match. Yeah. Next thing we know we're at rain. I was at, I still have the lanyard around my neck. To <laughs> yeah, we were those people that night with the lanyards around our neck. Look where we yeah, were. Wiping the, wiping the vomit off of it when we're going to work the next night to watch, watch the fight. No, that's my picture. Let me just wipe that off of it. No, so you can see that's me, man. Oh my God. That was yeah. a hell of a night, man. That night was like one. And then work. Let's talk about work for a minute. Then yes. work. Then go go in and watch De La Hoya and Vargas, which was a great fight. For, yes. Uh, and then, all right, that's it. All right, we're, we're done working. Let's go drink some more. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> and day, thank so. God for pictures, because I, I damn sure don't remember half that night. I do remember one thing, and you were like, "Shut the fuck up," because this is what I was doing. You know, I, I grew up broke, obviously, grew up in the Dino, and we got a private, like, a limo. We got a limo service all over Las Vegas. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm in a fucking limo. And I said about the 13th time, like, Jake, shut the fuck up and enjoy it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Get him a cab. Get him a cab. No, it, see, they wouldn't pick me up, though, because I'm black, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. But racist. Uh, man, they racist. But uh, <laughs> but another highlight working with you. I mean, there's so many. We had I had so much fun. You, you used to let me go on the air and just be me. And you would always tell me, "Be yourself. Don't act like anything else." You know. And sometimes you'd rile me up on purpose just to piss me off, and you get the best out of me because you're a genius like that. We, well, you know what? Thank you, uh, uh, because I, I do know how to push buttons. You do. And you I do. I did that with every single one of you. But you nobody better than Patrick O'Neill. Nobody better than when I decided we're going to prank this guy and oh, have this yeah. dizzy blonde beat him at sports trivia. He was out of his mind. He was, so he was incensed mad at us over that. How, how dare you! <laughs> He he looked at all of us. Did you know? Did you know? He looked at me. Did you know? I was like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Inventory, man. You want to know who was in. What did you know and when did you know it? It's going to determine if I ever speak to you again or uh. if I punch you in the face. <laughs> then there's the stupidest moment ever on the Jim Daniels show at Fox Sports Radio where Jake Warner and Jim Daniels decide they're going to get in between Patrick O'Neill and Tommy Bowman, both bigger than the both of us, to try and break up a fight. Look at you in the middle of a dodge and punch is going, What the fuck are we doing in the middle of that? And, and, and I was the one that got hit the hardest. <laughs> yeah, and you got punched. <laughs> I got a bruise on my That's chest. Right, you got punched. I, I got punched trying to be a peacemaker. And That's I'm like, hilarious. What the hell, man? I'm like, Go home. Go home, man. Get the hell out of here. I was That's like, <laughs> I was fun. <laughs> I can't even catch my breath on this. Y'all listen to my man Jim. But Daniels. all respect, all respect. No, no talking shit here at all. I love Patrick. O'Neal. Yeah, no, I, I've We've ran into him. Talked. It's been many years yeah. since that happened, and uh, nothing but uh, nothing respect in, Absolutely. in all this No, I, except it, for Tommy. Fuck Tommy. <laughs> I love Tommy, man. He gonna be on the show later. You talk, listen, listen, you talk about you talk about the guy behind the curtain. You oh. want to talk about the fucking Wizard of Oz? Yes. On that show because he's the one that kept all those plates spinning. Yes. Mine, Jason's, yours. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, Patrick, Diane, yep. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, probably this is not a stretch. Probably, I'm going to say it, man. Probably the best producer. I hate to, to do that because I've worked with some yeah, people. Of course, yeah. Easily one of the best, if not the best producer ever, because he worked with some really smart people on a big level on a yeah. uh, 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 on this overnight show. He was overqualified for this year. <laughs> he He's like, oh great, oh great, yeah, yeah produce the overnight show. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and I'll bet you he would say that uh, he had as much fun in that show as any place. Oh here. yeah, yeah. We we talk about it all the time when I when I do get a chance. He's so busy now because he runs Learfield Sports. You know, college. He has a real play. job. He has, yeah, he has a real job. Where's he's a, a suit real and tie. job. He's a, he's a, I think he's a suit now. I don't know about the tie. Yeah, he's definitely a suit. You know, but side. but I'm gonna get him <laughs> when I get him on the show later on today. I'm gonna make sure that I pull the best out of him and not the suit. You know, but all like right. he was he was definitely one of. Probably the, he was definitely the best producer I ever worked under, and he would always tell me like when you were on your roll, he and I would be arguing sometimes like we should do this. What the fuck do you know? Just press the fucking buttons, like man, <laughs> fuck you, answer the fucking phone. You know we'd just go at it, and then by the time dude, we could we could break this down so many different ways, dude. I mean honestly, like if you want to like you know just turn left and go serious for just a minute, yeah. How people work, how they do what they do. Like when I'm in there going off, standing up, holding the microphone, yeah. screaming into it <laughs> at a caller from fucking Missouri, <laughs> and, and you're back there spinning some tape back of something somebody said because he's barking in your ear. Yeah. You've got to play that thing back before they go to break. It's only sixty-four seconds to go. Yeah. You know? And you know Jason just sitting there in the glass, the other booth watching you, looking at me, looking at you, looking at me, looking watching at you. old Jets highlights on YouTube. What's going to happen? It's the hard out. We're going to find out in 41 seconds. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, people, you know, people don't understand they even don't. the curtains thing, what, what it takes or what's happening. And then they hear this a lot. And they, at least they have in my world. Right. Uh, I've said a lot. It's like the, a lot of these shows are the, the conversation off the air, just as funny or even more outrageous. Oh, uh, yes. When the mic goes off, man. And that's with guests or without guests, sometimes just us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm, I, I no. digress. I no, 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 it's okay. I love it because a lot of things like radio has saved my life. Radio has given me everything, oh. and I know you can relate to that. Like and so, oh. like I yeah. love. This. I, I was, I was, gonna, I was going to be the warehouseman of the year. Is where I was headed before radio. <laughs> I was probably just gonna. You know, work in HR and just live well, my, a boring my life. Great skill, my great skill before radio was forklift. Oh, okay? see, I, I always wanted to yeah. learn how to drive one of those, you know? No, yeah, actually, I, <laughs> oh, for a minute, I, I had that. I worked at a lumber yard. I used to unload rail cars, railroad cars, wow. with a great big forklift, the great big, like, six-foot yeah. forks, and you'd take, like, bundles of, of uh, plywood off of railroad uh -huh. cart and and stuff like that. Yeah, I had, had, had that job for and, and, for and thank God a PD took a chance on you because the world is a better place having you behind a microphone. <laughs> and you, I mean, I loved watching you work sometimes. I'd be so mesmerized because, full disclosure, when I grew up in San Bernardino, California, I used to oh, listen no. to 99.1 KGGI. <laughs> and I get ready to go to school every morning and listen to the Diener and Daniels morning show, The Breakfast Club. The real Breakfast Club, not the one with Charlemagne the God and all them. The real Breakfast <laughs> Club was on KGGI. I don't care. I'll debate anybody. And I would listen to 1989. This. That's right. And that's when I first moved from Barstool to San Bernardino. And I was like, man, we, I never heard great radio before because it was K-Duck. That's all we had up there. You know, uh, or the right. highway stations on 9899. And, um, yep. So moving there, learning a whole new city, learning all these, making new friends, 
I would listen to this crazy ass screaming white dude on the radio, you know, just having fun every morning. And I'm like, fuck, I'd love to do that for a living. And then you fast forward some 19 years, I'm working with the motherfucker, man. And it's like, holy shit, I'm working with the guy I love listening to every day. He was an idol of mine in radio. And, and Jim was one of the people, I'm going to embarrass him right now, one of the wow. people that I um, looked up to in the business and wanted to be like. And I wanted to have fun. I wanted to laugh and, and, and have my face hurt by the time my job was over. So every day after every show, we were fucking exhausted because we gave everything in the show. You, you know, sometimes the, the post-show meetings would end in fights, you know, arguments. Some of them we just sit there and laugh more while I had to work another lame show I won't name, you know, and completely. Dude, we would, <laughs> listen, if we're going we're, we're gonna to honk the horn here for just a second. Yeah, why not? Do it. Show, and it was a group of people. It wasn't any one person. Absolutely. Uh, but, dude, we fired up the morning show, the network morning show. We were the warm-up act. Yeah. We were the warm-up comedian for the main act every day. Tony Bruno loved our show. Yes. And he did him. I mean, I, I love, I still love Tony on, on Twitter and, and what I, I catch of him. Yeah, I he mean, just he, signed to do with serious now. Ours, yeah, yeah. Uh, because we were a good act. And I mean, a good act leading into his show. Yes. He was secure enough as a talent to not be threatened by something not at that all. was good and appreciated the fact that, man, you've got the audience whipped into a frenzy and people listening. So when we hit the air, boom, they're already there. Yep. They know what's going on. This is good for my show. Absolutely. And yeah, no, we, we it, it was a it was a great thing. Jake, it, 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 and you said one thing that i got to throw in there timing you know like when you came along when i who was where there you know to catch the early diener and daniel stuff was terrific man i really learned a lot about ensemble (laughs) that's really the first or one of the first successful ensemble group uh, of broadcasters that that i worked with that that did something Uh you know and that's hard i mean you know to, to try and, you know, to work with people, because everybody is on a different page and are, are, has a different assignment in their head. What are you after? I mean, what is your, what's your, your goal here? Yeah. You know, uh, and, and are you challenged by somebody that's talented or are you threatened by somebody that's talented? Do you want somebody more talented around you to challenge you? Or do you want somebody less talented that you can, you can dominate? And, and finding the right combination of people is rare. And that's yes. why walking in the door at Fox it worked good because these were all talented people. Everybody knew what they were doing. Tommy was overqualified, overqualified to be yes. on that freaking show. And was not happy about it yeah. in the beginning, and I know that. And yeah, it's, it's all good now. But I mean, you know, he's like, really? Um, but uh, it, it was it was people that were past. You know, they were not intimidated. Nobody was. You right. were really good, really good at what you did. So you're not oh, intimidated. You. Nobody's taking no. your job anyway. No, I was. Um, I was just ready, man. I, I wanted the opportunity. I was hungry. Yeah. You know? And Jason was somebody, an update guy that wants in on the uh, on the uh, the main course. Yeah, Jason Hell Smith. Yeah. Jason he, Smith. Yeah. He's all in. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Uh, Everybody and, bought and in. All of a sudden, Tommy's got Tommy's looking at this, going, "I got three monkeys to play with, not just one." <laughs> You know, I can see him scratching his beard, yep. looking at the three of us, got three monkeys in the cage. Yep. But, you know, I got three knuckleheads so I can make some through burning hoops of fire. And he did. And yeah, he got the best out of all of us. You know, he, he sure did. He, yeah, he, did. He, he would press our buttons to no end. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, to the fact, like, I'm working the board, playing with the sound effects. He's like, you know, you're, you're not, it's not fresh. And, and I would get under my skin. Like, what, what the fuck you talking about? I'm busting my ass, man. You know, I'm making Jim happy. He's laughing. Jason's laughing. He's like, I'm not impressed. And I'm like, all right. So then you did something. Like, you said something, and, and our thing was mark the tape. And then everyone at Fox stole that from us. And uh, <laughs> you'd say something awkward. I'd mark it. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. 
And by okay. the by the time we went to break, I already had it, played it off, and then I look at Tommy like, yeah, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we became really tight, you know. Dude, and, and that was one of the one of the great things about that show is that you know we would do something and find that funny moment or instant that happened like near the end of the last segment and yes. like a tease come back on the other side of the break playing that to reset what we're going to do <laughs> and jump right into the car. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, and that was, you know, your ability and his direction. Yes, and absolutely. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a, a wonderful ensemble, whether it was Jason or uh, Patrick uh, it was cause there was like two versions of that show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They, they were both equally as good. Patrick was br- great and brought a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And, and Jason was terrific. And, and, and we had a wonderful East Coast, West Coast, New York, L.A. thing. Yes, we with did. Jason. I mean, yep. that was that was terrific. Yeah, it, it, um, it, perf- it worked out perfectly, especially with the time we were on, you know, because we were on yeah. like kind of in the morning on the, on the East Coast, real mm-hmm. late on the West Coast. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to join those audiences together and make some beautiful radio, man. Like, it was yeah. probably the most fun I ever had in radio, and I miss it every damn day, you know, because I, I listen yeah. to the, the shit that's on the radio now, and it's garbage. It's, it's who, was, who was the graphic artist? Who was it that used to do the movie posters? Because we did we did mock-up movie posters oh, with all of us. Yes, start, Like we Lord did. of the Rings. Somebody yeah. did a Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, forget, I don't know who did the graphic art. I forget the graphic, but but it were, they were hilarious, man. And and you know, Jason. Well, they were funny, but they also it was Diane Hill, and maybe she's the one that, that had it done. She was she yeah. was drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, she was. She was. And you know, had a mouth on her and an opinion. I mean, she was really talk radio material. She was a Philly girl, uh, man. So she was pretty, yeah, she was in Maxim magazine. Yeah. So, she might have been the one that knew somebody that mocked all that up and, yeah. and got like, you know, cause like it's Lord of the Rings with this beautiful picture of Diane and leather or something like that. <laughs> and then we're like, uh, you know, three little monkeys or trolls or whatever they are. Lord of the Rings in the little, the little thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I would but always, that kind compl- of stuff. I mean, you know, trendy, whatever the movie was, or yeah. whatever was trending, you know, and this is be this is and this old man But it's true. We it were is. fucking ahead of our time. We, we were way, way ahead. Way, way, way out yeah. in front of the curve. We were, we were, man. And that's what made it so great. And to the to the point where I'm gonna tell you a story I've never told you before. <clears throat> Uh oh. No, this is good. <laughs> I knew she was over 18. <laughs> Shut up, man. No. <laughs> no, great story. Um, I was working at my alma mater uh, when I took a break from uh, radio full time, was just doing a part time at the University of Laverne. I'm in the library of all places because, you know, I. The I library or the, the library? The library, not library. Library. You're, you're in there with the books, not the toilet paper. That, <laughs> the, line, the books, not the toilet paper. And I come across um, a young student, probably about 20, 21. He goes, I know you. I'm like, you don't know me, bro. You don't know Uh-oh. me. You do not know me. I've never met you because I'm like, oh, shit, what did I do? You know, <laughs> defense mode come in from the street, you know. And then he's like, <coughs> I know your voice. I know who you are. I used to deliver papers with my dad. Big Brother Jake. Jim Daniels show Fox Sports Radio. I about shit myself. 
not Whoa. kidding. I was like, what? He's like, dude, can I FaceTime my dad? I'm like, yeah, of course. So he gets on there. He's like, we used to listen to your show every day. Every morning, I, I drag my son out of bed and, and do uh, paper routes, you know, around the Inland Empire and blah, 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 blah. And you, thanks for the laughs. I was like, I got to tell Jim. That was about five years ago, so I'm a little late. But, <laughs> you know, we did reach people, man. And that was, I, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. He was like, yeah, man, you just put the sound effects and Jim be on there, yeah, that's it, you're gone, you know. And all the <laughs> well, you yeah, used to, listen, you used to, uh, uh, you used to puppet me, you smart-ass motherfucker. <laughs> you were so good at your grabbing sound bites and me saying stuff that you'd catalog it in a hot button and somebody would say something and you'd answer with some pre-recorded thing that I'd said from six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Clever guy. Hey, look, man, I had to try and get my get mine in when I could, you know. Because <laughs> I mean, like, all y'all making good money, all y'all getting <clears throat> shine. I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to make my $15 an hour and, and make some noise, man. That's what I was trying to do. But I saw that you liked it, so I was like, well, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because this is my creative process, and you respected it, and you liked it, and you're like, keep doing that. Because I thought I pissed you off. Cause you well, what was smart about <laughs> you was to keep – the smart thing was to keep pushing Oh yeah, you know it's like it's like okay, he'll let me do that. What else can I? Do? Oh yeah, you, know, you, weren't, you weren't happy with okay. All right, that's okay. Well, maybe this. You know, oh shit, that all right. Now maybe this. You know. Well, yeah, and and that was that was the cool part about you, and, and that helped me grow. I know one time I really pissed you off. I don't know if you yeah. remember this. Okay, so we had some caller on, and he was annoying as shit. And I was, it was one of those weird moments where I was kind of daydreaming, like, I wish this guy would just end already. And I also had control of, <clears throat> excuse me, the phone bank, where I could, like, punch up people if you didn't feel like doing it, or I could hang up on them if you wanted me to. And I was, <laughs> I, popped, I potted up my mic, and I hung up on the collar, and you were having a good conversation with him, but I was bored. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I turned my mic on, and I was like, shut up already, damn! And <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> Jason's face and Tommy's face. <laughs> you wanted to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and so you were like, all right, we're going to go to break and we're going to handle what the hell just happened right now. We'll be back. <laughs> and like, I've never heard you like tag out that fast. So I was like, oh shit, fire the music. <laughs> you grabbed Tommy and said, let's go outside. And I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and you came back in, you had a smoke real quick, came back in, you just gave me the death stare. And I was like, oh fuck. And then Tommy goes, for the rest of the night, no sound effects, no nothing. Just <laughs> work the board. And I was hurt. I was like, I can't even crack the... No, just sit there. Don't do shit. And shut yeah. the fuck up the rest of the it's night. funny. I remember this. Yeah. And then after the show, like, it wasn't even 15 seconds after you, you know, ended the show in a heartbreak, you came in there and said, listen here, right. I don't care if you do this or that. Don't you ever fucking do that again. You hear me? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Jim, I'm sorry. Oh, you want something from mobile? Thank, thank, thank you. I, I want to thank you, Jake, for bringing like one of the angriest moments I ever had with you in my entire life on the podcast, so that I can relive that pain. Thank you uh, for that. No. Because fucking coronavirus is enough. I'm gonna sit at home. All, all, here we go. Not gonna pile on. Sit at home all by myself, furloughed without a job. Um, no, um, oh, you know, it was. Uh, uh, I I have to say this for. Anybody that knows me from the work side, uh, um, I'm not easy to work with. 
<laughs> and not that the there's, there's laughter all over the place right now. I had to stop talking for a second. No shit. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not. But you know what? But I'm also somebody. All right, me time. Yes. Um, I'm it? somebody that's. I'm, I'm not intimidated. I, I'm challenged by talented people in the room. Right. And there, like I said, there's two kinds of people that are challenged by. I guess three kinds. People that are challenged by that, indifferent uh, to that and uh intimidated by it yeah and you know you can't be intimidated by it that's how you get better that's what makes it better exactly. and so you know i always welcome to to let i want people to i want them to do as much as they can do i want to get as much as i can out of you maybe that's a better way yeah to absolutely yeah, and yeah. by letting you continue to do stuff and run back sound all that kind of stuff that just expanded now now i've got a sound engineer on my show that is triple a <laughs> so the sound of my show is going to dominate anything else that you hear on the radio oh, hell to yeah. go with my content and my producer booking guests and my, <laughs> my sidekick and, and yada, 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 yes. all, all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's that, that's my formula for success is, is to not be or, 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 or quotient anyway, is to not be afraid of of the talent around you. Absolutely. You know, be inspired by it. You know, like when I were, I used to work through the, we were there Sundays with Jim yes. Lampley. Oh yeah. And I loved that because he didn't want anything to do with being the anchor. He goes, you do that crap. Yep. He sit up there with his feet, <laughs> literally boots off, feet up on the table, reading the LA times yes. while I'm doing all the anchor stuff. And when something interesting happened, he'd lean forward in the microphone and say something, or, or we get a player interview. And then he'd put the paper down and he'd do the whole interview. And I'd go, oh, thank you very much, Pedro. And back to me talking to stringers, um, you know, but it, it, it challenges you yes. to do your best to try and match what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 no, and you brought out the best in all of us. You definitely brought out the best in me. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on my podcast again, you know, friend of the show now officially, because it's two visits on the Big Brother J podcast, <laughs> is that, you know, um, when I got the news this week that the podcast got you know, picked up by iHeartRadio's podcast, which I mm -hmm. tried 12 times. And the 13th time I did it, I found out through an email and a phone call during all this crazy shit that's going on. And I cried because I was like, man, all this hard work, working overnights, working this, you know, things are about to pay off. And then I started thinking, there's no way I got to this without some of the great people in my life. And, you know, this may sound like a very sappy moment. I don't give a shit. But like, you were one of the people. I give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Whatever I'm good for. But uh, like you were one of the people that I I, I admire um and and appreciate because you pushed me, man. I mean, to the point where I know you wanted to beat the shit out of me sometimes, and I deserved it. And there's times I wanted to beat the shit out of you, and you deserved it. But it made that us was better. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> But we, yeah, well, that, we can do a whole show on that shit. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> Let's just say there's one person in particular we would beat the shit out of together and have a yeah, beer afterwards. Not even going there. Yeah, no, no, that was bad <laughs> connection. Bad. I'm driving through. <laughs> but, but, I, <laughs> yeah, that's a anyway. So that, but with the good and the bad, you always push me to be better. You allowed me to be who I was. And without you allowing me to do that, I don't know if I would have ever broke out of my shell and I would have just pressed buttons and not been able to do what I do. So I just want to thank you for all, all the opportunities you gave me, bro, and all the fun we had in radio and teaching me a lot of stuff that couldn't be taught at a school or a classroom. It had to be on the job training. And you were very patient with me. And, and um, I really appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing... Uh, uh 
the best thing you can do is pay stuff forward, you know, and I was lucky enough to, to get into this and turn it into a career. And I've pretty much always been open to the people around me or that I, I worked with about anybody that wants to learn more. I'm happy to teach you more if you if you want to do more. I mean, I work for uh, a radio station, uh, uh, KCXX, X1039, owned by the great Willie Davis of the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, I worked for them for a number of years. I, I stopped in to talk to a, somebody about maybe doing something, and I stayed for five years doing marketing and promotion and events and, and, and stuff like that. Right. And we had an internship program there that did really well, and I am still in touch with, and this has been pushing 10 years now since the start of it, um, uh, I'm still in touch with some of the, uh, the the people that went through that program that are doing you know, great, great things and things in media and stayed with it and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, I, I've always liked sharing what I knew about this right. uh, business with people. And when people are knowledgeable and talented and enthusiastic and you share that with them and then you see that 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 blossom and you see them get better. I mean, it's a real that's a really rewarding thing. And, you know, if you're working together like it was with you and I, right. you know, I watched you blossom and get bolder and better and smarter, you know, all the time every day. Thank and you. watching you get better great gave me great satisfaction, but it also made the show better. Thank and that's you. the yeah. whole thing about, you know, letting people be as great as they can be around you is only going to make your overall product better. It's kind of like a band. Maybe yeah. it's my rock and roll roots, <laughs> uh, honestly, because, you know, honestly, you want that in a band when you when you play in a band. I mean, you, you want your guitar player to shred. You want your drummer to, to be just, a, a, you know, amazing. Right. Um, and so um, it, it's it's the same kind of thing. You want everybody to 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 it's mamba mentality, man. You yes. want everybody to be the best that they yes. can be. Uh, and that's the, you know, that's the formula for success. So, and there's, there you go. I'll tie a, a big mamba bow on that. <laughs> of course, you know, and that, yeah, we, we definitely miss that, man. You know, you and I, uh, I still can't even talk about it, man. Just thinking about it makes yeah. me sad, but it's that's, true. We, that's a whole other show. Oh yeah, it is. It is. And, and you definitely brought out the mamba mentality in me. And if I could make you laugh or give you a look of, holy shit, he pulled that off. I did my job, like, and I was happy because I know I've done, I, I would do some things that I knew I could do, but I was kind of like reserving it. Like, if they really like me, I'll, I'll pull this off and show them my worth. And uh, I, I would do that shit almost every night. And you would look at me like, what the fuck? I love that shit. And then you're like, I want more of that. I'm like, fuck, that was hard to do the first time. But, but I would get used to doing it and just build and build and build. And it, it, it ended, ended up being great, man. And, I, I, again, man, I, without you I, I, and Tommy, like, man, I don't even know where I'd be in radio, but I, I can't thank you enough, Jim, for everything you've ever done for me, man. Well, you know, it's been uh, and continues to be a, a fun ride. You know, KLOS, is, everything's on hiatus um, for right. right now. So yeah. the only thing I'm doing now is to, is working on uh, podcast stuff for uh, the, the upcoming football season and right. uh, and the future. And so, you know, nobody knows what's what's going on there, but uh, no doubt there's going to be great interest in uh, the sports world when it kicks back oh, into yeah. gear. And so, you know, we're all going to be, yourself included, uh, pretty busy, man. It's going to be like, dude, I, you're going to have to put a hammock up at Staples Center. <laughs> you're going to be working every single night. Bro, oh, yeah, I will. I will. Every night. I'll be bouncing between Podcast up. One and, and Clippers and Kings. Yeah, man, like because – Oh, it's going to be some busy times. Like, I wasn't busy enough, and then this thing happens, and I slow down a lot, and I had a lot of time to contemplate, and I'll, 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 I'll put myself out there. 
I was looking at a picture of one of my setups. Like I like to post it on social media. Like you know, yeah, here's my yeah, office. I, I love yeah, doing that. Yeah. And I was um, looking at one of my old posts, and I started crying because I fucking miss it. Like I miss the atmosphere. Oh, I miss being behind a mixing board. I miss like just watching hockey or basketball. And, and listen, you know, you, you're touching on something. I'm going to jump in here before yeah, it escapes yeah. me, and I can't get it out. You're touching on something that that I think. Uh, we all feel from time to time and it starts with, and here's our sports roots. It starts with players like yes. make it Tom Brady right now. Why wouldn't you just step away? Perfect. 20 years with the Patriots, yada, yep. yada, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now you're going to go down to Tampa Bay and all, all of the, this, this kind of stuff. You know, one of the reasons why is because once you put that down, you can't ever have it again. Nope, exactly. And when you do anything similar to that, if you do television, say you host a, a, a TV, show right. and it's successful and it runs for a few years but all of a sudden people leave you're not as funny you get older boom the show gets canceled you can't ever have that back again right. and that's yeah. what these performance things are, are are the same thing it's like once that's gone you know once you're because you're the guy doing the sound for that yeah and you're part of the product Right. And once your hands are removed from that and you're mm. not doing that anymore, that's an emptiness like you can't describe. Oh, it's it's really hard for me. And, you know, like I, I find myself texting uh, my play-by-play guy, um, Noah Eagle, son of Iron Eagle, young kid, yeah. fuck, talented yeah. as shit, man. Yeah, I love this great. kid. And mm-hmm. we have a we we grew you know have a good bond, great bond now, just having worked together. And I'm like, how do you feel? This is your first year. Doing play by play in the NBA, and then this happens. He's like, man, it hurts. It hurts bad. I, there's nothing I can yeah. do. He's like, I just watch old games and practice. That's all I do. And you know, so it's, oh man, it, it's crazy. But it, the love I have, like, I would do it for free. I love it that much. I mean, I'm no fool. I'm gonna take the money, but like, I love doing it. And you know how it is. Every time you crack open a mic and fire up that on, you know, that on button. There's nothing like it. There's no rush like that, you know. There's no rush like getting behind the mixer after setting everything up for my broadcasters, hitting that on button, and we're doing play-by-play. Or I'm, I'm, you know, doing a show with a crazy-ass white dude screaming at me, yeah, and, you know, that's it, you're gone. And I mean, <laughs> but it's great, man. It's, it's, it's the, the medium's dying, but I'm going to keep it alive. It's a podcast, but I do it very much like a live radio show because that's how I learned, you know. And yeah, and you know that's that's what it always is. It's a performance. Whatever the, the the delivery system is, it doesn't matter. It's always a performance into a microphone by one or many people. And yeah. you know how you orchestrate and 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 arrange and prep and and record and, or or if you're doing you know like a lot of you know the podcast. See, the great thing about the podcasting is you can prep things and get your music beds and your sound effects right. and all that kind of stuff lined up. And what we used to do, we used to have to do it live on the fly. But still, <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's producing that product into a microphone. And, you know, that's that's it's the art of spoken word, you know. Absolutely. And you were one of the best to do it, Jim. And, Jim, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out. You know, I mean, I know you're busy doing a lot of things. Even though we're all at home, you always stay busy. But, you know, little old me. Appreciate you coming on this podcast and just like shooting the shit, man. And I just wanted to thank you for everything, man. I really do. Nothing but love, nothing but love, nothing but love. And we got to do uh, the Kobe uh, yes. conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, down, I think we're going to be 
hanging out here for a little bit longer. So we got to do that because I got some thoughts on that. I got a lot of thoughts on that, actually. Absolutely. Uh-huh. No, we'll, we'll have you on in the very, very near future, and we'll, we'll discuss the whole Kobe thing for sure. My Thank man. You. Hello, everybody. You listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Man, Jim is crazy, man, but uh, I want to thank Jim Daniels for coming on the Big Brother J podcast. Man, he brought it. <laughs> that was an hour of laughter right there. Um, so I won't keep you long. Um, we're going to land this plane right now, but uh, I definitely want to thank uh, Jim Daniels for coming on the Big Brother J podcast. Tomorrow, more fun, more laughs uh, as part of my three-part series of giving thanks to my mentors and the people that mean a lot to me in this business and uh, have helped me out. The great Tom Bowman, Vice President of Broadcast Operations of Learfield Sports. Um, But he's one crazy-ass son of a bitch, and I love having him on. Um, But he also was somebody that means a lot to me in my radio career and in life, and you'll hear him spill a lot of tea about us on the road with the Dodgers and all this other stuff. It's a lot of fun. You don't want to miss that one. That is coming tomorrow. I promise you, tomorrow as we record this. So, oh, man, I'm exhausted from all that laughing like my stomach hurts for real. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, check out the next episode with Tom Bowman tomorrow. All right? You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. 